Hey, it's Jen, and welcome back to our community. This podcast is where we're getting real about wellness rituals, life-changing habits, and having relatable conversations with friends about mental health, social media, morning routines, or lack thereof. And we're talking about that thing that you thought no one else could relate to. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our community. I might sound super quiet right now. I need to just ignore the fact that it is 10 p.m. the night before and I'm trying to be quiet because Ethan is going to sleep and he's a little down because the Rangers just lost our third game that we really needed to win in the playoffs. So not the best night, but let's dive into what's in alignment and out of alignment for me this week. So in alignment, ironically, is the Rangers playoffs. It's kind of really nice and fun, even though it doesn't feel that way this second because they just lost, but it's been nice and fun when they were winning to focus on something just like totally outside of work, hosting people in my apartment and finally feeling like excited to host people and like it's comfortable for everyone because obviously the last year and a half I was in a tiny apartment where even when we did have people over it just, you were like, I was just like insecure about it the whole time. Like there's no way anyone can be comfortable. So it just is, has felt really good to host people here to watch the game. Also disclaimer, my allergies are awful. So I'm going to try to make this intro pretty short because I'm so stuffed up right now and it can't be fun to listen to. And that's what's out of alignment for me this week. So my allergies and I'm on day one of my period. So it's just been quite the day, quite the week in terms of like not feeling great. But honestly, I've been feeling really good mentally. I feel like I'm just kind of letting go of pressure right now. I'm surrendering. I'm enjoying life and just not taking things too seriously at the moment. And maybe it's because summer is approaching. That's usually what happens. I'm like more social and less obsessed with career stuff. So We'll see how this summer goes, but I'm really excited because this weekend coming up is my one of my best friend's bachelorettes and we're going upstate, so it's going to be really fun and I hear myself so nasally, so let's breathe in what was in alignment for us and breathe out what was out of alignment for us. <sighs> okay, couldn't really breathe, so I'm going to have to take some Afrin before bed. <laughs> my product recommendation of this week is actually... It's called Elemental Magnesium from Symbiotica. I'm obsessed with the brand Symbiotica because I think the founder is amazing. I can tell that they really source their ingredients well. Everything seems like it tastes really good, even though I haven't been able to try those liposomal packets where you can taste like the vanilla chai packets of like brain adaptogens and whatnot. I haven't been able to try those yet, but the Elemental Magnesium, they're like these little tablets that you put in your water. And Ethan has been taking a lot of it and his skin has been looking amazing. And it's supposed to be like the most powerful antioxidant for your skin. And the only thing he has changed is that and washing his face more. And he already washed his face plenty. Um, And we're thinking that it's these tablets and it doesn't really taste like anything in your water. So if you wanted to try something new for your skin, that's not directly going onto your skin, but just like an extra supplement for it, I would definitely try those out. But again, can't stand the sound of my voice right now. I'm so stuffed up. So let's get into this episode. I think you're going to really love it. Alana Dunn, she's been on this podcast once before. She is a millennial and Gen Z dating expert. She is the host of Seeing Other People, a Spotify top 50 viral podcast where she helps people feel less alone and more empowered in their dating lives. I feel like I'm whispering right now and it's making me feel weird, but what can I say? Ethan's asleep and I just, I'm stuffed up and it is what it is. But the topics of this episode, we're talking about the realities of wedding planning and how it can actually be quite the struggle and not all it's cracked up to be. We're busting myths about how often couples should be having sex. Mom and dad, please turn this episode off now. Just just don't make me uncomfortable, you know? Like, just just leave it at that. We're going to also talk about maintaining your independence in a relationship, why it's important, and being single when all of your friends are engaged or in a relationship. And we're going to talk about a really toxic situationship that Alana was in and what she learned from that and brought into her new healthy and thriving relationship. So please share this episode on your Instagram story if you enjoy it, and I will see you next week.
Hello, Alana. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. How are you? I'm so great. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. Are you? I feel like we've been talking about this for a while and we keep meeting up. Guys, Jen has gotten me out of bed to like <laughs> go get coffee at 8.30 in the morning. Fine. It's been 9 a.m. But for me, it feels like 6 a.m. No, but you have to but leave by 8.30. I have to leave by 8.30, which means I have to like really get up at 7.30 because I also have to walk Barkley. But by the time I get there, she's already like done a whole workout <laughs> class, like showered, done her hair, like done some work. And I'm like, this was really hard for me to get here. Anyways, well, there's two types of people, but also like your, <laughs> full, your full time two. content. I have like I literally don't have a choice but to do other stuff before work. But think about how much more I could get done in my life if I also... Yeah, but you don't need to. You know? Like, you're crushing it. I'm I'm hustling to get to where you are. So I have to do Pilates at 7 <laughs> Anywho, point being, our coffee chats are like, they need to all be recorded. Right. So this is what keeps happening. We go for coffee and we're like, we need to put this on the podcast. Yeah, like, why are there not mics with us right now? Also, the best part is like, okay, there's two types of people. Someone who would rather get drinks and someone who would rather get coffee. And I have one every time. <laughs> so here's the thing about that is that you make me want to get coffee. Oh my God, that is the nicest thing you could ever say. <laughs> I'm a changed woman because of you. That's honestly a really big compliment. Yeah. And now I feel also like more inclined with other people when I'm setting up like a time to meet or like hang out, whatever. I'm more inclined to do a coffee date. It just like is a great way to set up your day. Yeah. Like it makes me feel inspired, connected. Like, okay, you give me an idea, right? Like, oh, you should be doing this. Then I can like actually go do go it do after. It. <laughs> also, I feel like. Not only does it set the day off so brightly, I literally leave at least our coffee dates feeling like on a high. You know when you meet people or you because like we are we're like new friends. Yeah, I mean we've like now known each other for two years, but we're like actually like hanging we've out like, like semi regularly. Seen each other yeah. four times in our lives. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> semi regularly. <laughs> Anywho, we're regulars. I, I feel like as I've gotten older, I've paid a lot more attention to how I feel after being with certain people, and it's so interesting to see like friendships that I've had for so long. Sometimes I just feel like very drained after, like exhausted. And then I like meet someone like you and some other like, new friends that I've met and just it, also some other friends I've had forever. And I feel so rejuvenated yes. and excited. And I don't leave wondering like, oh, what are they thinking about me or saying about me now? I just leave feeling really positive. I took stock on that, I want to say a year ago, because I very proud of myself now that I think about it, but I think it might just be because I work till 7 p.m. now, but I used to like book up my Google Calendar like a crazy person yeah. and like let people make me feel guilty for being too busy. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. someone would try to make plans with me and I'd be like, well, I can't have plans in like four Wednesdays from right. now. And like I, I would feel so guilty. And so then I took a step back and I was like, okay, especially now that I have a full-time job till 7, who do I actually want to hang out with right. and who do I just feel obligated to hang out with or like anxious that I haven't in a month like because I feel guilty well let me ask you this what do you do when those people ask you to hang out it's interesting they haven't <laughs> no because now that I think about it, I don't know if I gave off like a certain energy but like yeah. I, I don't I guess what I'm saying is like I don't struggle with that anymore and if I think about I think I just stopped giving it energy like if someone asked me for plans it was just like oh like no I can't and not like I would like overcommit and spread yeah. myself too thin and then start it was just way too much. And now it's just kind of like a known thing. Like, oh, like Jen doesn't really hang out on weekday nights. So I'm just like not going to ask her. Yeah. It's kind of just like once you own your stuff, it's like and you're confident in your decisions. And then right. saying like, oh, I don't like to get drinks on a Monday night because I like to work out in the morning. Like, I'm not going to feel guilty for that anymore. Yeah. And so now people just don't ask me and don't make me feel guilty about it because I'm so confident in that choice. Does that make sense? I love that for you. Yeah, thanks. I need to take notes. Do you? I feel like you loved getting drinks on a weeknight. See, three weeks before, the idea sounds great. It, this was exactly and the day me. of. Yeah. I'm like, what was I thinking? We love a canceled plan. Love, oh, love. This is why we've only <laughs> yes. hung out four times. <laughs> we probably canceled twice as many as that. Yeah, but we're both like very supportive when we do cancel. So that's my other thing. When people make me feel guilty, yes. I'm always the friend that's like overly nice when you cancel because I never want to feel guilty or anxious about canceling on someone else. I want a friend that's like, oh, you're anxious and tired? Like, you like, should stay in. Yeah, like, please do not go out right now. Instead of like, wait, are you serious? Like, we made this plan two weeks ago. Like, I don't have any of those people in my life anymore. It's great. 
It's great for you. It's great. (laughs) Okay. Let's get into what's in alignment and out of alignment for you. What is in alignment for you right now, Alana Dunn? I recently came off of a crazy few weeks where very high highs, very low lows. List off the highs, please, because it's actually not normal. (laughs) It's not. It's really not. I got engaged. Congrats. Um, Thank you. Prior to the week that I got engaged, I was very sick. But I knew that I was getting engaged. Oh, shit. I didn't know so you knew that. I knew. So I was like, okay, I have to I have to get better. So there was a lot of pressure on me to get better. He didn't know that I knew, but I like figured it out. Got it. Anywho. Then we flew to Florida to celebrate our engagement with our families who were down there. And then I had my best friend's bachelorette party four days later. And then I came back and had four Jonas Brothers concerts and I interviewed the Jonas Brothers, yeah. which is like a lifelong beyond my wildest dreams thing and then i got sick again why are you always sick it was just so much like, yeah there's it was a lot of travel much. a lot of stress yeah to, to get engaged have that bachelorette party and then have this like week of concerts and like so much anxiety leading up to this interview like no, i'm having secondhand anxiety no, exactly please stop <laughs> and so many people were texting me being like oh my god like what's it feel like to live my dream and all this shit and i'm like listen this is my this is all of my dreams coming true at once but i've also never been so anxious and like I haven't been this anxious in years because it was just so much a really interesting like it's so funny we're all always like hoping and waiting for that time where everything's happening and we're so excited but it's like then you're there and you're either overwhelmed anxious right. whatever it yeah. is like the octopusy guy yes he's <laughs> like literally on top of the world right now with yeah. all the celebrities and and he's on all these interviews and like he posted a picture of himself like crying because he's yeah. like I'm I don't know I'm not okay yeah that was me so anywho that's all over and I'm now in a like few weeks into getting back into a routine. Mm-hmm. And that feels so nice. Okay. So that is what's in alignment. I'm like, actually, I'm just feeling normal again. It's so interesting that you were on so many highs, but like craved normalcy yeah. and routine. It's like, I, I think I get this way too when I'm on like a long vacation after maybe like five days, like I just want normalcy again. Yeah. I actually get that. And it's also like that weird lull when you're first coming back and you feel so out of sorts and anxious. It's yes. like the in-between. That's the anxiety. Yeah. And then once you start to feel like yourself again, you're like, okay, I can breathe. Yeah. It was like like Sunday scaries constantly. Because also, think about it. In these two weeks, plus the, the week before when I was sick, I, I didn't do work. That was all in two weeks? Yes. Oh, I thought it was like a month. The, the engagement to the Jonas Brothers interview with the bachelorette party, a trip to Florida, and four concerts in between, that was a Monday to the following Friday. That wasn't even two weeks. That was 12 days. You went to the full bachelorette party? Yes. Good for you. <laughs> that's fucking nuts. <laughs> but this is something I would get myself in. Like, that sounds yeah. like a me thing where I'm either like, I have nothing or it's Everything. all at once. All at once. Yeah. Okay, so then what's out of alignment? Wedding planning is a bitch. Um, you just got engaged. I know. Was this something you knew? Like, oh, once I get engaged, I want to plan a wedding right away or it you got no. excited like what I felt a lot of pressure not from anyone just pressure like oh if I don't start now like okay we got engaged the first week of March in our minds like we don't have like a dream date that we need to get married but we're like oh yeah like spring sounds really nice mm-hmm. like May June sounds great and it's like well guess what everyone else also wants May June so, so I suddenly to, felt yeah. all of this external pressure just from society and the fact that it's a like high peak wedding season okay, I have to start looking at venues now because otherwise I'm going to fall in love with the venue and they're not going to have dates available. And so then my parents also wanted to be a part of the process. So, and of course, I wouldn't have wanted to do it without them, but they're in Florida. So they flew up. We did 11 venues in three days, which nobody should ever do. It wasn't fun. It was so exhausting and overwhelming. It was too much. It was way too much. Anywho... I mean, I'm glad we did it because a lot of the places that we liked, yeah, there were very few dates or no no dates in the timeline that we wanted. So did you book? We ended up picking a venue that we okay. love. We got an amazing, amazing date in okay. June of next year. Amazing. Amazing. But <laughs> but it's the smallest venue of all of the ones we looked at. And so the second we said, guess, like, this is the venue we love. This is where we want to get married. It became a reality of everyone is going to have to cut their list down. You already made a list? We had to because... So why did you look at this? Because you would be okay with having a smaller wedding. It's we just... didn't really realize. Okay. <laughs> like, <we laughs> I understand the stress. <laughs> we didn't really realize. And in hindsight, I'm like, why did we look here? Right. If... 
but we didn't realize at the time what that there was like a hard number cut off for the space and now we realize that and everyone's being so supportive i mean like families have a lot going on let ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up like delicious lolly focus pops or lolly mellow pops for kids and for parents try three new brainy chews to help you focus chill out or get energized Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Our parents are all like, no, like, you guys, like, your list is priority. Like, we'll cut ours. But then I feel bad hearing the people that they have to cut Yeah. for the people that, like, some of the people that we're inviting. And it just makes me feel sad. Like, I want everyone there. Our, I want everyone I want everyone there I want everyone to be happy and now it's kind of this situation where we're all going to have really hard conversations I'm feeling really fearful of some people who I love who I hope that they understand and don't take it so personally and like end a friendship over it because I've seen that happen and so I literally like I I'm losing sleep over this like last night I was tossing and turning and fully awake from like 2 30 to 5 a.m. But if someone's getting a cut, let's say for lack of a better term, you can't be that, or is it people that you're crazy close with that would actually have the balls to end a friendship? Because that's crazy. It's tough because here's the thing. It's like there's college friends, there's home friends, there's friends I've met in my 20s. There's people who, here, what it comes down to backing up is like every single person I know is in a serious relationship. The plus ones. I basically only get to invite 25 friends to my wedding. Wait, why don't you just... Not do plus ones? Yeah. That feels so cruel. Like, I Have you upset. done the rule of, like... They're they're all living together. Uh, they're all engaged. They're living together. It's serious. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, well, okay. I don't like, I don't wish for anyone to break up, but that'd be really helpful. No, like, <laughs> not to stress you out. Would you switch venues? So we... No, we're not. Okay. The, we, we signed the contract. The deposit is sent. This is the venue we loved. We looked at 11. Okay, if you're losing sleep over this, I think you need to, like, do it fast. Like, make the cuts, have the conversation so that you can then move on and, like, enjoy your life. Yes, but at the same time, a lot can change in a year. I know. So I don't. That's the other part is, like, there are are people who are, like, let's get dinner, let's celebrate. There are people who are sending me gifts who I love and I feel so uncomfortable and so guilty because I don't know if they're going to end up being invited. But I don't want to say things to people now because who knows what will happen in a year. It's also weird if you have like an engagement party and you're like, do I invite people who aren't going to be We're literally not having an engagement party to, partially to avoid that. Because that's uncomfortable. Yeah. I always think about that. I'm like, so everyone here is invited to the wedding, right? Like, why yeah. would you be at an engagement party if you're not invited? Right. It's like weird. Yeah. But... Okay, that's really stressful. Yeah. Do you know this is why I'm like terrified to get engaged? I get it. I've been, I've been losing sleep for a year and a half over if I'm going to have bridesmaids and if I do, who Who's I'm going. Get- yeah. Who's getting the cut? And everyone, every photographer, we're interviewing photographers now, and they're like, so what's, talk us through your wedding. Like, what does everything look like? And then they ask about the bridal party. I'm like, listen, I'm either having like seven people, 10 people, or zero people. (laughs) I've heard that like bridesmaids are out. Not that it matters, but I'm just saying, apparently bridesmaids are chuggy. Someone just told me that. Okay, I don't think they're chuggy. I think it's wonderful. And like, I want to have them, but I've I've also seen a few of my best friends get married and not have bridesmaids, and they were so happy with their decision. I'm kind of in like an in-between where I feel like I, I still I would still want my girls there like getting ready with me and everything. But like it's kind of like maybe some things, not other things. Well, that's the thing is I can do I can opt to do that. Yes. But then I'm still going to ultimately end up leaving people out. Yeah. Why the fuck? Sorry. This is making me <laughs> mad. Why are weddings so stressful? Like know. it should be the happiest time of your life and people are always like why don't you want to get engaged yet you've been with him forever and it's like I'm ready for him to be my fiance like I want nothing more than to have a ring on my finger and like like be more serious in that sense have a ring on your finger thank you I was already gonna ask you for it everyone I (laughs) hang out with I ask them for the ring (gasps) 
so gorgeous. Except <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice. You're great. You're perfect. Um, okay. So now I'm good. because <laughs> Yeah, now you have a ring on your finger. No, like uh, what I'm saying is like the meaning behind it, I'm ready for. Yeah. The idea of then having, like I'm not naive to the fact that it's like, yes, it's it's that part of wedding planning that I didn't even think of with like friends and whatnot. But it's also like you have to ask your parents like who's willing to, what like yeah. the budget of so, it all stresses me. That's the part that yeah. makes me anxious is like the parents having to talk and who's contributing what and like it, I want to be able to contribute in some way and I can't financially and it's just like that's the shit that stresses me out personally there are a lot of awkward conversations there are a lot of uncomfortable decisions that have to be made and it's so hard because at the end of the day everyone's like it's your wedding be selfish do what makes you happy and it's like well there's so many other people involved yeah, like my friend said that to me for, not for the first time, but my friend said that to me last week, and it was probably like the first time in like two weeks that I had heard it once I like really dove into <laughs> planning, so it felt like a whole new statement to me, and I literally responded being like, listen, I'm not saying I'm a saint here by any means, but I have not thought about myself for one single second during this process. This feels like a theme, though. <laughs> like, I think you need to start thinking about yourself. You should journal on this, honestly. Like, what do I want out of my wedding? Who do I want yeah. there? And, like, think about who would make you anxious if they're not there. And yeah. it's like making the decision with just yourself first, and then we figure out how you go Rest. about it. Yeah. You know what I Work mean? backwards. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to have a wedding. <laughs> this is literally Well, I know. And then it's like, well, out. should we just, like, go elope and have, like, a wonderful, beautiful, like, it could be still beautiful, like, with our family I and know. a few friends. No, because it's it's like also because everyone's <laughs> no. like, oh, it's but it's only for one day. And it's like, but it also is like a life experience yeah. that you'll have forever. So yeah. it is important. But like, it's just funny. People who get engaged younger, I feel like they're just so excited and don't realize. And then once you're someone who has already had friends get engaged, you realize yeah. how much goes into it. And there's everyone always said, like, don't like planning my wedding was the worst year of my life or whatever. Like a lot of people say that. And I, I honestly get it. Yeah. So I feel like no one talks about that enough, though. Like, I feel like this is the first podcast we're here. It's literally all I want to talk about. But then I'm like, am I going to regret talking about this? Like, is my mom going to hear this and be like, oh, no, why are you talking about this? Like, no, because you're not saying anything. Yeah. Like, what are you saying that's so crazy? Yeah, I feel it's like stressful. It's shit that people don't really talk about yeah. because it's like awkward. Like, oh, is someone like is a friend going to be listening yeah. to this, wondering if they're invited? But like, this is something every single bride goes through. Yeah. Not you can't invite every single person. Yeah. And also, like, it's expensive. It's like, oh my, you're paying per person. Fucking arm and a leg. That's why I don't, I get mad when people say that, like, people are mad at them for not inviting them. I'm like, are you going to pay for your own plate? Right. <laughs> also, like, friends that get mad that they're not a bridesmaid, that shit makes me anxious. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. Me too. Okay, let's. <laughs> So something we do here on Dare to Self Care in the intro is breathe in what's in alignment, breathe out what's out of alignment. (laughs) Okay. I feel like we should do that. Ready? We're going to take a deep breath in. Okay. Let that shit go. Okay, let's talk about... Fly away. Let's talk about dating. Let's talk about dating. (laughs) Let's talk about something a little more fun. Um, Ready, guys? You date and you struggle with dating so that you can fall in love (laughs) and then struggle with planning a wedding. I hope I've made you really excited to find your person. And lose all your friends. (laughs) So fun. (laughs) So everyone's like, I'm so jealous the person's engaged, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not. They're they're having to ask, like, their in-laws, how much are you going to pay? Like, it's, like, Uh. so much random shit that you don't think about but anyway um i put on my story asking like what topics people want us to hit and i was actually very surprised with the votes most people clicked how to be independent in a relationship and i did just kind of speak about this with natalie a lot so we don't have to go into it too much but i'm curious for you you didn't have you had serious relationships before him i my last like official serious relationship was literally my first relationship in high school but i had a lot of like serious long drawn out like year plus long situationships okay got it so then you never really had the chance to like lose yourself in oh i did oh i did okay so then going into this relationship were you completely different but was that because it was just healthier naturally or you actively decided both okay um okay so i Backstory, I was in a really toxic, unhealthy relationship, situationship for almost a year, um, maybe like four or five years ago now, five years ago. 
and it was with somebody I was working with and because we were working together he wanted to keep it a secret I know the story yes (laughs) so I mean call it what you want or whatever but this is somebody I was spending five six seven days a week with went to flew halfway across the country to spend a week with his family over the holidays can I just say if you don't know the story remember when there was that trend where you like sing yeah <laughs> that is why i know the story and i it hit like did that go viral or something yes it must have because like i still remember yeah. every detail of it it was captivating i don't even know how, like how that sound went but yes it was like it was yeah. like one thing about, about me is a, a few years <laughs> ago <laughs> wait i i could literally try it probably find the should <laughs> i just play it in the mic and then we can fast forward hold on for some reason i when i made that video i was like this is going to go viral. Oh, you knew. Yeah. I knew. And it did. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, fuck. Like, because I wonder, I, like, I know I'm, I'm blocked by him on Instagram. I don't know if I'm blocked by him elsewhere. I haven't looked. I feel like him and his friends have a silent rule. Like, they just don't speak about me. Interesting. Um, yeah, like, I wonder if that went around in the group chat. Right. Okay, so you were in a toxic situation ship. I was in a toxic situation ship <laughs> to the point where, like, he, I mean, all of my friends knew, my roommates knew, I wasn't sleeping home most nights of the week, but he wouldn't call me his girlfriend. It was a secret from his best friend, who we also worked with. And I mean, we were, yeah, so he was in a band. It was the other guy in a band who we had to keep the secret from. But like, the three of us were literally spending every weekend together, like going to New Jersey to go to the studio and like sleeping over, going to like six hour long road trips to do shows, like in meetings together. And at the same time, maybe that same day, I would be going to his apartment and the other one would still be there and just have decided to stay longer. And I'd have to like stand on a street corner or walk around a grocery store for two hours, just waiting. And it was the most painful thing in the world. Like I literally at one point, the I had to hide in the laundry room because the guy decided to come back because he left something there. I hate this. And it was so painful to feel not good enough to like be known. Yeah. Like it was so. What are you hiding? Are you embarrassed? Exactly. Exactly. And all of my friends saw it. You know, it was so interesting because in the beginning it seemed so positive. My friends literally like two months in, my friends were like, Lana, we've never seen you so happy. Right. Because you're excited. And fast like, forward. Also, the hiding is probably kind of like fun and exciting for a minute. It, exactly. It was like there were there were like probably four months leading up to it, like before we even kissed, where like we would stay up all night, like sitting on my roof or like in my bed, like talking about like our hopes and our dreams and our future and like how we have this connection, but we're afraid to do something about it. And like literally we spent months doing that before we ever even kissed. You were for sure in love with him. One thousand percent. This is crazy. Yeah. And so fast forward to a few months later, it went from we've never seen you so happy to like, we're really concerned. We don't like how he treats you. And you couldn't stop. And so I pushed them all away because I was like, well, you don't see what it's like when it's just me and him, which is true. Right. That was true. No, that's valid. But that doesn't mean it was okay. It doesn't mean he was treating you right. And once you start making excuses for somebody's behavior, that's when I think you're in really dangerous territory. So- I really like I lost completely lost myself in this relationship Um, and to the point where like when he ended things with me I literally I didn't know which way was up like I had never experienced depression or anxiety before and I was at rock fucking bottom a level where I did not know could exist and I didn't want to see anything I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning I didn't want to go to work I didn't want to talk to anyone and I didn't, I literally did not know who I was anymore. He probably had zero self-worth on top of the grief from a relationship, not only the relationship, but what you were hoping it would turn into. Yeah. And I felt like, what did I do to deserve this? Why am I not capable of being loved? Like we're in a normal relationship or being shown or seen. Exactly. And it was so painful. And it's like, also like, how can somebody who says they care about me so much hurt me like this and and do this to me and you know the craziest thing is fast forward and I it we were still working together we were still seeing each other almost every day so fucked up and so we'd be like in meetings with people and then I'd like have to excuse myself to go to the bathroom and cry but then also act like I was okay because the other one still didn't know that's the craziest part that the 
even then he didn't know he didn't know and so it became this like thing where we were like threatening each other like I I wanted so badly to tell him the whole time to tell the, the friend and he so badly didn't and it got to the point where I like I like almost like threatened him like you need I'm like I'm gonna tell him because this is not okay and this has never been okay and he was like well screw you I already told him and I'm like what did you tell him and so then the me and the other one like were talking and he's like let's find a time to like go for a walk and talk and we went and we like sat down on a bench and he's like it's okay Alana he told me everything I know you guys kissed once it's okay <gasps> Jen you don't understand I I didn't know which way was up I was like what the pit in your stomach like your heart probably fell out of your vagina but I didn't even have an ounce of courage to defend to myself up. but I'm like ask any of my friends ask my roommates who have not seen me for the last like season or two because i have not been home because i've been at his apartment like what the fuck do you think we did when i like what like why do you think i i flew to, to visit his family like, that part's nuts and he was like well alana like this clearly wasn't happening because like the whole time he's been like going on dates and hooking up with other girls <gasps> All I can think about is like, thank God he ended things because yeah. usually people like this. And I never would have. Right. I was going to say, usually never. in these situations, like the girl will stay in it for as long yeah. as the guy will tolerate the situation. And like, yeah. so the fact that he ended it when he did, thank God. I never would have left as horrible as I felt. And I trust me, like I was not. I'm not, like, innocent in this situation. Like, I'm so ashamed and embarrassed by, like, the way I behaved. It was a toxic situation. Yeah. You, we were definitely not making each other better people. No. Let's put it that way. And, and all the while, you know, there would be nights where he wouldn't answer me. It'd be, like, a Thursday or Friday or Saturday night, and he's not answering me. And I would get suspicious. And I'm like, are you out with another girl? And this was, like, before we had all heard the term, like, gaslighting. Yeah. And he would make me feel crazy for doing that. So then I'd call him 20 times. Fucking classic. Because I was like, what's going on here? Classic. And yeah, it was just, anywho, I lost myself in this well, relationship. It's funny <laughs> because now looking at you, like I didn't know you then. Yeah. And you were in such a healthy, normal, it's cute crazy. relationship. <laughs> and it's wild. It's wild. To think about. Like yeah. your fiance is probably like, I don't know that person. Yeah. I Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like he's. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So now you're in this relationship. What did you take from that one that you're now applying to this healthier relationship? So a few things. One, I felt I was really lucky to be in a position where I pushed away all of my friends and, and they all waited around for me to accept their help and support and love. Um, I never wanted to get into a situation where someone was my entire life ever again because first of all the second you let that happen there's no more relationship because a relationship is about two individuals think of it as a venn diagram on one side here's alana and all of the things that alana loves and all of the people in alana's life and alana's hobbies and alana's passions and alana's past on the other side is jen all the things jen loves all the people jen loves jen's hobbies jen's passions jen's values jen's past and then in the middle is your relationship together, who you guys are when you come together, who we are, the things we like to do together, the people we spend time with, the hobbies we have, the adventures we go on, the things that we share, the things we learn from one another. And the second Alana stops being Alana and just becomes the middle, the middle or tries to even just be in Jen's world, you're not going to still want to be with me or love me or see me the same because I'm no longer the same person as I was. I also think it's important as a partner, because it's not even just expecting it from your partner, but also as the partner yeah. yourself, to almost push each other to like do the things. Like if you totally. notice that your partner hasn't, I don't know, loves reading and is more anxious lately and hasn't read, like you want your your. I'm getting confused with who I'm talking about. Let's say I'm... You want the person that you're with to do the things that they love. Yes. So, like, if I'm with you and you're super anxious lately and I notice you haven't been doing, like, the hobbies that you yeah. love or hanging out with your friends or whatever it might be, like, you want me to be the person to say, wait, you haven't done this in a while. Yeah. Not, like, spend more time with me. Let's do this. Let's do this. And, like, like, I feel like if you don't have that communication between the two yeah. of you where you're 
helping each other. I think a lot of people feel guilty for wanting their own lives because they might be with someone who's like a little clingier. Yeah. So they feel that like guilt and shame of wanting to hang out with their friends and they're like, oh, do I have to invite him? Like blah, blah, blah. If you don't feel like you can have that open communication where you're like, oh, I haven't seen my friends in a while and he should, and he's, he should be saying, oh, go hang out with your friends. Like I'll do my own thing here. Like you should. Exactly. So to put it kind of, give that to a real life example, like when I was with this guy in my past, anytime he was going to do something else with like someone else or something that like I wasn't invited or like have a boys day, like I would get really upset because like, why don't you want me there now? Red flag. (laughs) Fast forward when Jake wants to even just play Xbox or go to a game with his friends or go to a bar or go play basketball. I'm like, yeah, go do that. Great. I'll either like hang at home and relax or I will go hang out with my friends. By the way, Ever since moving in together, fucking love when he has plans and leaves me alone. Right? It's nice (laughs) to have, like, our space. Like, I'm very, very independent. And I – so having a night where I feel like I live alone, like, I thrive. And then he comes home, and it's so exciting. Yeah. Like, if you're always together and always have the same life, you can't miss each other. You can't – like, you want to love that person for everything that makes them them. And when you become one person – it's almost like the lines get it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it's annoying. Think about it, if I didn't want to do anything on my own and only wanted to do the things that you wanted to well, do. Well, that would give me the ick because I'm a very independent person. Yeah. But some people fall into that. I think it's so just important to maintain the things that you like to do. If you are in, let's say, a kickball league this spring and over the summer <laughs> you meet somebody and they really want to hang out on Wednesday nights, but Wednesday nights is when you play kickball with your friends, like don't not play kickball. Yes. Don't not re-sign up for that league just because it's another night that you could spend with them after that league ends. No, like you have to continue to maintain your friendships, to maintain your hobbies, to grow individually because if you're not growing individually then you're not going to be able to grow together one thousand percent and when you start to date someone and form into one person and do the same things Wednesday nights or even like inviting him to go to the fucking kickball league like no let it be your own thing and also like I totally understand getting swept away at first and wanting to spend all your time with them but like if your friend asks you to hang out or you already had plans with a friend, like just push yourself to go. You will always be happier in the end. And like, you also need to maintain your friendship so that if something does happen, you get in a fight. Like you need to be able to vent to your girls. Am I wrong? You need to have your people and you want to have your people. And and here's what I try and remind people of. Like we've all been in that situation where we've felt really hurt when our friends have gotten into relationships and we feel left behind because they're so engulfed with this person. They're so excited about this person that they stop making plans with us. It's they very stop upsetting. FaceTiming us and checking in on us. And we've all felt that pain and we don't want to put that on our friends. You've also, I feel like we've all been in the situation where we have that friend and then they like finally show up to the thing because they have to. It's like they come to the birthday because they have to. It's a birthday and you're like, they don't even want to be here. Or they come and they bring their partner and they're only talking to that person. 100%. And it's not even like, don't be that girl. But it's like, just think about your thoughts of that friend and like you feel neglected and you feel like you're not important anymore and like they would really just rather not spend time with you and it's a really shitty feeling and then you're kind of left with nothing if you get in a fight with your significant other things don't work out or you do need a break from them and want to get out of the house or whatever like you you don't want your friends to start feeling used just when like like we also I feel like all have that friend who They only make plans with you when, like, their boyfriend's busy. Right. We all know the person who does that. And, like, that's a shitty feeling. Like, you need to prioritize your friendships as much as you prioritize your partner. And I totally get that. It can be hard at first. But I have many friends who then they end up going on a break with their boyfriend or whatnot. And then they realize, like, like once they take a step back, they're like, holy shit. What have I been doing the last six months? Like, only focusing on this person. And And that's probably what led to them needing to take a break. One million percent because like, oh, okay. let's say let's go back to the diagram, which I love. I'm very into working out and you're like, so not. And we start to date and I start just completely neglecting my morning workouts because like you would rather, I don't know, get breakfast when I usually work out. And then it's like that is something that really fuels my cup and lifts me up and all the things part of you. Yes. And it should remain. Yeah. You shouldn't change who you are for someone else, I guess, essentially is is the moral of the story here and also you should try to pay attention to like 
is your partner pushing you or encouraging you to do the things that make you you or are yeah. they making you feel guilty and wanting you to always be with them instead? Absolutely. I think that's a good like reflection, little journal entry yeah. moment. No, I, I think so too. And listen, we're all guilty of it. I'm not saying I'm, I've been perfect and I haven't neglected my friends or I've lost myself in the excitement of, of getting into a new relationship. Um, I definitely have, but I've also... Like my my best friend Christina, she and I had a very open conversation. We actually recorded this as a podcast episode. One of the questions, um, it was like my childhood best friends interviewing me about like my dating history Cute. was the topic. And one of the questions was like, is Alana good at like maintaining her independence or like continuing her friendships when she gets into a relationship? And we were, Christina was very honest <laughs> about like in the past, absolutely fucking not. Right. I was horrible at it. And she... And I both noticed that when I met Jake, it was different. And I didn't just get so wrapped up in the relationship. It was like, yes, I had this new and exciting person in my life, but it wasn't in place of everything else. It was just an addition to. I would also assume that it's because at this point, this was the first time you got into a relationship with your established career. Yeah. Is that that's right. Because I feel like some, when you have your own things, like I think in the past in college when you're finding yourself, whatnot, like it's so easy to just be like, oh, I'm with this person. Like, right. but once you have like an established passion, career, hobbies, like as your own person, it's a little easier to navigate the newness. But also, I think it sounds like you just found someone who probably does encourage you or, or not even encourage, but just like accept that you have your own yeah. life and wasn't trying to change you. Yeah. I think it's a mix of everything. So here's the interesting thing about it is I definitely did not feel like established. Um, I had just been let go from Hinge like two months before and had just decided to start seeing other people and like freelance. But I was in a better place. And Jake and I, he also had just been let go. We were both let go from jobs a few months before we met within like two days from each other. That's crazy. And we had both just like started new jobs right when we met. And we always say like, had we started had we gone on a date or had we met like three months six months before it wouldn't have worked because we actually weren't in the right place mentally for a relationship for each other I feel like it's meant to be yeah. it's so cute yeah. <laughs> um okay another thing that people wanted to hear from us which what Alana, they want to hear? <laughs> we're such pussies we can do it busting sex myths yeah And so Alana and I, during one of these coffee dates that we did not record, have spoken about the fact that, especially because she has a dating podcast, and for me, talking about self-care and taking care of yourself so much and like wanting to be real and raw and honest and have relatable conversations, sex is really like integral to the conversation in both of those topics, but yet we both feel so uncomfortable not talking about it with each other or even on the mic. We feel uncomfortable about, and tell me if I'm wrong on your end, I think this is right. We both feel uncomfortable about like parents and significant other parents watching this. Literally every single thing I say on my (laughs) podcast, on anyone else's podcast, I filter through the lens of like, my mom and Jake's mom are going to hear this. What do I not want them to hear? And I, and by the way, like, I think we're far enough into this episode where no one would hear it, but it's the TikTok (laughs) clips. Like, this is the clip. This is going to be the clip. This is, this is the clip. But it's what the people need to hear. So, Mom, Dad, Donna, Bobby, Greg, Melissa, Go to the next all of the parents, shut this shit off, <laughs> please. And it's like, I don't even have a family that's like so prude or PG or anything like that. It's no. just, just like uncomfortable. Me fixing my hair in preparation for the clips. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fuck. How do we like filter clips? Whatever. This will be a conversation for me and you after. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. So what is a myth? And if you need to take a minute, you could take a minute. Don't need. (laughs) What is a myth that you have heard that you're like, let's bust this shit right now? It frustrates me so much when I hear celebrities, influencers, people who have a big audience saying that if you are not having sex three to four times a week with the person you're dating, your partner, whoever it is, then there's something wrong in your relationship. That is not fucking true. I also can't tell you the amount of times. I think once you hit a certain age or get close enough with your girlfriends, you all start opening up about it. But I do feel like kind of that time right after college when it should be like the sexiest time for relationships just because of your age. I feel like everyone tries to act even if they aren't having sex even every week. I feel like everyone, even your closest friends, still act 
or say that you are because you're yeah. like uncomfortable to admit it because if you admit that you're not having sex every fucking time you hang out that like there's something wrong right and here's i think a way that people kind of bore those lines is just saying like oh yeah we hooked up and to everyone that means something different but people aren't going to question it because they're just going to assume but like let's be real even people who to this day listening to this episode would say no i do have sex every single time we hang out or every night and we live together i don't believe you i don't believe you if it's true good for you i don't believe you (laughs) here's the thing is like i have been getting more and more frustrated every time i see this because when i see it i'll then talk to somebody in my world about it whether it be a friend a listener someone else who creates content whoever it is and they're like no i see that too and it makes me question like is something wrong with me because i love my partner but we have sex like once or twice a month and that's it and i'm like thank you that's normal also like things ebb and flow it things is ebb and never flow. going People get stressed well life is so fucking people hard. grieve like people there's grieve. so many circumstances you have kids you have pets but even like, if you don't do you know what i mean like i also don't want it to be like you need to have this grand excuse for not because right. i've like i started i want to say a year ago being very intentional about opening up to my friends i used to feel like i had to like hide family secrets or hide the truth about how often I have sex and things like that because like I didn't want anyone judging me but I started just getting like very intentionally honest with people I feel close to and one point on this is like so I've said before oh yeah I've gone weeks if not like like a month more without having sex before I've been in a relationship for 11 years like things ebb and flow like of course I've gone that long and I've had one circumstance where Actually, more so. More people feel relieved when I say yes, that. They're exactly. like, wait, you too? And I'm like, holy shit. It's like they're fucking, they're, their minds yeah. are blown and you could see their walls break down and they just feel all of a sudden like, oh my God, there's nothing wrong with me. There's exactly. nothing wrong with my relationship. And I have felt that too. And I guarantee if this podcast came out and it was two other people saying this three years ago, like I would have dropped to my knees and been like, holy fucking shit, I can breathe. Yeah. Like I am a perfectionist in every area of my life so i used to feel so guilty like am i not pleasing him by not having sex every single time we hang out or multiple times a week like am i not am i not being a good girlfriend is he gonna end up going somewhere else like that's another layer to it where it's like you feel like you're being a bad girlfriend because everyone on the internet is saying that they're giving blowjobs every night (laughs) yeah and it really makes you question like wait like is something wrong with me is something wrong with my relationship that I'm not jumping all over them because everyone else says that that's what you're supposed to do? Or is, like, are they not that into me if we're not jumping all over each other? Like, it makes you question yes. so many things when in reality, life is just hard and not everyone has sex every night. I was even, I was watching Too Hot to Handle. And yes, these people, <laughs> no, not Too Hot to Handle. Perfect match. Okay, I haven't watched and it. And for those who don't know, it's a Netflix show where they took all the people who had been on other Netflix dating shows, put them together and date each other. And there was this thing called a truth booth where you had to guess if like what your partner would think about these certain questions and one of it was like your partner wants to have sex six plus times a week and that every single person was like yes they were like literally one of the women was like six that's nothing because they're on national television i'm telling you there's like a pressure to it i guarantee if in their real lives someone was trying to like have sex with them every single night they would not be okay. No. Like, I would break up with that person. <laughs> no, literally. Like, I'm tired. Like, I'm tired. I'm full. I'm ambitious. I have IBS. <laughs> like, I have fucking things to do. I'm, like, gassy. Like, yeah. there's things. Also, like, hormones. Yeah. Libido. Like, I was on birth control for 11 years. My libido was out the window. Now I'm off of birth control, and it is absolutely back. But that I was under the impression that, like, once I got off birth control and my libido was back, that I would be, like wanting to have sex all the time that's also not true because we live in new york city and we're stressed you have to be very relaxed especially as a woman to like get in the mood to have sex yeah that is very hard to get relaxed in new york city like i end work at seven and i'm trying to wash up by nine i'm cooking i'm cleaning i'm doing work like when is that right when 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 do you think i'm like having time to relax and feel sexy on a tuesday night after i cook dinner yeah (laughs) i think at the end of the day what matters is not what seems to be the social norm because what seems to be the social norm a is probably false yes but what matters is that you and your partner are on the same page or you're having conversations about it like okay like 
how do we feel about the amount of sex we're having? Like, do you want to be having more? Like, how if if so, like, let's talk about that. How can we set ourselves up for that? Or like, should we be having less? Like, I think the biggest friction comes when the two people are not on the same page. But again, that's for them to figure out, yeah. not for some celebrity or influencer or reality star to come here and say, this is what you should be doing because this is what everyone should be doing because no. Also, like just to round out the conversation off of that, I saw a clip. I don't know what podcast it was on, but it was on Dear Media's TikTok. So one of the Dear Media podcasts, I don't remember which, had sex therapists on their podcast. And they said, the number one question we get is how frequently should we be having sex? And here's their answer. It's not about a number. It's about quality over quantity. So Mm. if you are having sex twice a year, but you're feeling so connected and intimate and so filled with pleasure and so pleased with that, you are in a healthy, loving relationship. If you are having sex five times a week and you're thrilled about it and it's the best sex you ever had and you're so happy about it, like that's also great. So But then if you're having sex every single night, but you're feeling disconnected, not interested, like you can't communicate that like this isn't working, then you'd rather be the person having sex two times a year. So the whole point is like exactly what you said, getting on the same page together and making sure that you don't also feel forced or pressured to be having more sex just because we're then you're not even getting pleasure out of it because then what's the point totally and also just remember like it's one part of your relationship and there are so many other aspects of your relationship that are so important and matter equally or even more and so I get questions all the time from listeners of like we're having so much sex and it's amazing but like I don't actually know if I'm into them it's like that's not your person yeah so true because that's not the only thing that matters in a relationship one million percent (laughs) Especially if, like, that's all you're doing. But but if you have both, I'm sure that's absolutely incredible. But if you're not also feeling connected to the person. Yeah. Like, it's all about that connection and, like, the intimate conversations and all that. So, like, if that means that you two have sex more frequently and you're having an amazing time, great. If that means you have sex once a month when you can really – like, I personally would rather have, like, all the time in the world and intimacy – less frequently than like a rushed quickie where I'm not getting any pleasure like all the time personally but some people don't feel that way and that's absolutely fine yeah exactly and guys if Jen and I could sit here and have this conversation (laughs) then you can go to your partner and have a conversation with them about the amount of sex you're having or not having and how you feel about it and your friends though that is why we wanted to have this conversation regardless of the family members listening (laughs) because but they're not because we told them to turn it off and they respected that yeah but the TikTok clips Um, but Damn it. you should talk to your friends because yeah. I remember when I started opening up about it and saying, but I'm thrilled about it. Like I'm actually having better sex once I stop getting down on myself about it. Yeah. About the frequency of it. I've had better sex since. But my point is like if you that is why we want to have this conversation because not everyone's honest about it. Like you're you could think someone's your really close friend, but they're like so insecure that they're trying to act like they're in this like sex filled relationship that they're not really in. So like. Point being, be honest with your friends. Let's all start getting a little more real. And like, I'm not saying that, I know I said before you're lying. I do actually have a friend who's like the horniest person on the planet and like is hornier than all of her boyfriends she's ever had and like does have sex multiple times a week. And like, that is amazing for you. I didn't, we're all different. We're, that's the point here is we're all different and start getting honest with your friends because the more honest we all are with each other, the less pressure women are going to feel. And the more to normal we're all going to feel. Right. That's all we want is just feel like we're normal. <laughs> it's like actually, it's literally all we want. But I feel like people are just starting to open up about this. Yeah. So you're welcome. And if we get texts from our, our family members, like. No, we didn't. Okay. Lastly. Yeah. Being single when all your friends are engaged. Thoughts on that? Because I wouldn't. I'm the one. I'm not engaged, but yeah. I'm on the other side of it where like my single friends consider me like the wifed up one it, it, i think it, it's a two-part equation here one and i'll try and keep it brief it's also on you your friends might get caught up in being engaged in planning their wedding in their relationships and going on double dates they might forget like i said we all have felt left behind they might not realize that they're making you feel that way so part of it is you don't want to lose your friendships and it might take a conversation of hey i miss you and 
I know you're busy with all your stuff, but I would love a wing woman. Would love someone to go out with. And I know you're not trying to meet people, but I am. Like, do you want to have a silly night and help me with that? B, you can make new friends. And that doesn't mean that your engaged friends or your in-relationship friends are any less important. But I do think it's really, really important to have somebody who's going through the same thing as you. And who wants to do the same things as you. On the other side of it, I get jealous when my friends, like, when my single friends are all going out together or find different people to go out with. I genuinely get jealous and not because I want to go out because I will go to dinner and then they go out and I'm like, I'm going home because I just can't do this anymore. But it's like you're in such a fun phase in your life. Like we all want things that we can't have, I feel like. Like as someone who's wifed up and doesn't want to go out, I am jealous of the people having fun and going out. I got it out of my system in college. Like Mardi Gras took the life out of me, so I just like can't fucking do it anymore. But... (laughs) I get jealous, too, of, like, the single friends who are going out and having fun and making new friends. So it's kind of just, like, try to relish in the moment and phase that you're in in life because we all want to be at a different point. It's kind of like when Natalie and I always talk about how, like, we're in different – looking at it from a bird's eye view, she has 300,000 subscribers on YouTube. I have 8,000. So it's, like, (laughs) I'm in, like, the hustle phase. And she's in the, like, she's already kind of accomplished her goals and now she's – you know, trying to be a CEO, but like at the end of the day, we struggle with the same things and it's very interesting. And I feel like it can be related to the yeah. same situation where it's just like, you kind of always want what you can't have and you miss where you once were. And exactly the missing where you once were. It's like, you will never get this time back. Yes. And I know like we said, like, Oh, like you can go make new friends to go out with like, Oh, Oh, Anna Jen, how do we do that? First of all, you can ask your friends if they have any other single friends who would want to go out with you. Maybe they have like a best friend from work who would be your best wing woman and you'd have so much fun going out with and just like having a silly night together. Two, the workout classes you're going to, whatever activities you're doing, this is where having hobbies and creating that life for yourself becomes so much more important even when you're single than and when you continue to get into a relationship and maintain that independence. Surround yourself with people who do the same things as you. You will naturally meet people. Also, if you feel like, okay, I, I don't have any of these things anywhere. I'm not in that kickball league. I don't go to workout classes. <laughs> I don't have friends who have coworkers because they're all entrepreneurs starting their own companies, whatever it is. Go on fucking Bumble BFF. I was just going to say, though, I think people need to be more open to being set up in terms of like friends. People are so open to like being set up on dates. But you're so right. Like I have two single friends in mind right now. I'm best friends with both of them from different worlds. And if they just asked me to get set up, they would go out on a single girls night trying to pick up boys and like have the time of their life. And I never even thought to set them up because all I'm thinking about is setting them up with guys. Yeah. So do that that's so fun like I almost wish I was single to do that set your friends up with friends I love that set your friends up with friends fun facts and favorites ending segment um what's your favorite podcast right now oh man why Uh, is this the hardest question so it's so funny because and I'll keep it brief I never used to listen to podcasts no I I, now I do okay now I do um on purpose with Jay Shetty love love um, okay, what is your favorite way to move right now? I feel like I know the answer, rumble boxing. Rumble. Love that for you. Rumble tread. Rumble training. Love. Yeah. Take um, 1145 Chris's class on Sundays with me. Okay. I go every Sunday. Tomorrow? It's so fun. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. okay. Amazing. Do you read? I'm a new reader. I've read like eight books in the last year and a half. I'm very proud of Okay, maybe like five. No, same. I'm in the same I'm very proud boat of that. as you. November 9 was my favorite. I read that. You would like um, Ugly Love. I don't. I did not. Okay, we're opposites because I liked Ugly Love better than November oh, 9th. I, I feel like, like there's two all. types of Colleen Hoover people. Yeah. <laughs> we're opposites. Um, okay. I'm like very like PG-13, like high school reader. Got it. Like okay. I would read the clickbooks all over again and be thrilled. But me too. Yeah. We just like different yeah. storylines, I guess, because they're both Colleen yeah. Hoover vibe. Um, okay. What is a wellness product you can't live without right now if you have one? Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, you guys. My legs are cramping. Mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a plug here because I launched a product, uh, Mindset Wellness CBD Dating Anxiety Pack. <gasps> For anyone who is struggling with dating anxiety or even just like work anxiety, normal anxiety, this pack comes with 20 CBD gummies, and 10 is happy and 10 are calm. And my thing, what I would do to kind of kick my dating anxiety, I would actually take a happy gummy before my date. It would just like kind of take the edge off and make me go into the state feeling like not stressed, not anxious, and just like 
Happy. Good. <laughs> yeah, happy. And then as soon as I would get home from the date, I would take a calm gummy, kind of as like a mental signal to myself, like, okay, like, don't start panicking, don't start overthinking, like, just be calm. And it scientifically helps and it also mentally helps. And uh, so that's mindsetwellness.com, the dating anxiety pack, use code seeing other people for 20% off. That was an ad if I've ever heard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, lastly, what's your, just because we didn't talk about this, I know we have to wrap, but what is your like number one social media tip for anyone who's aspiring to be a content creator right now, selfishly? Take breaks if you can. Oh, I like that. There's nothing better than time off from social media. I'm trying I, to get I better I try and that. do even, I, like I call them phone free times and even watching a TV show where my phone is just on the other side of the room in the charger is so beneficial i'm trying to get better at that also it's like so there's hard. no rush there's no rush like you know like yeah. it's a long game if you're doing it for the right reason so like it's okay to take a minute yeah i'm trying to get better at that okay where can everyone find you seeing other people all the things uh you can find the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts seeing other people uh on seeing on instagram at seeing other people and on tiktok at on is done love you bye <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to that episode. Please, please, please leave a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you just can't get enough of this podcast, go subscribe over on YouTube. You can see the full-length video episodes and shorter clips as well. You can find TikTok clips over at Jen Lauren with two N's. You can find Instagram Reels if that's your jam over on Instagram at Jen underscore Lauren with two N's and even Dare to Self Care Pod on Instagram. So, You never have to go a day without Dare to Self-Care. 